0: You're listening to A Space to Speak Your Mind. This show will deal with some subjects that some listeners may find distressing. For more info on help and support, go to cornwallmind.org. A Space to Speak Your Mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health.
1: Welcome to A Space to Speak Your Mind with Jane and Scott. We're a show about mental health and it's made by people with lived experience in association with Cornwall Mind.
2: This month, we are looking forward to the Cornwall Mind Art Auction and looking at how art and creativity helps our mental health.
1: And Richard will be chatting with John Dyer from the John Dyer Art Gallery, who is hosting the event, alongside Lucy Chappell, charity fundraiser at Cornwall Mind, to talk about how the Art Auction came about and the pieces that you can bid on to own a unique piece of artwork and also raise money for Cornwall Mind.
2: Jess will be talking to local Cornish artist Christopher Tate about how art helps his mental health.
1: And we have comedian Joe Lycett and Doc Martin actress Catherine Parkinson on the show, explaining why they've donated their artwork to the Cornwall Mind Art Auction and their experiences around mental health.
2: First, though, let's find out about the Cornwall Mind Art Auction with Richard, chatting to Lucy and John. A space to speak your
3: mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health. So we have Lucy Chapel, charity fundraiser at Cornwall Mind, and John Dyer from the John Dyer Art Gallery in Falmouth. Now, Lucy, the Cornwall Mind Art Auction is fast approaching. Tell me how it came about and what we've got planned.
4: Hi, Richard. Well, we've got a really exciting event planned for you. It's probably been in the planning for six to nine months now, I'd say, and kind of the idea came about last summer actress Catherine Parkinson was creating loads of artwork. And we kind of heard that she was very interested in donating some of it to us, for us to auction to raise funds. And that started us thinking about whether we could actually grow that idea further. We Always thought an art auction would be a great event for Cornwall Mind to host, especially in the pandemic, when we can't host anything that's a mass gathering or with a large footfall of people. And so anything online like that, it was certainly appealing. And with Catherine's support and her willingness to be so generous and to come up with artwork for us to auction, we wondered whether or not it would have legs and other artists and other celebrities might come on board. We had a very early conversation with artist John Dyer about the theme and the idea and the concept. And he was just so supportive from the beginning and he wonderfully gifted us the theme for our auction, what comes to mind when you think of Cornwall. And actually that as a concept is brilliant. It's been a great hook because everybody can think of something when they think of our gorgeous county. And we've just been so blown away with so much support from the artist community and especially John, who's just worked hours and hours on this with me. And we just wondered how many other high profile supporters in the county with a connection to Cornwall might actually come forward and get creative for better mental health. So what we have planned, we have an online auction of artwork. The moment we have over 100 lots, we'd only aimed for about 50. So that in itself tells you how much support we've been so generously given it's going to be online. We're building the art auction platform as we speak. The link is cornwallmind.auction and there's going to be lots available for people to bid on an auction between Friday the 16th of April until Sunday the 25th of April. So it's open and live for nine days.
3: John, it sounds like a fantastic event taking place and you've been there from the start. So what made you want to be involved?
5: I always like to support good causes when I can, but as a family we have a very close relationship with our own mental health and my youngest daughter is well known for advocating being open about mental health. She has Tourette's syndrome, obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety disorder, and she's owned those conditions and she's benefited from support from CAMS, and she's thriving. So. I've seen, also seen artists during my lifetime who have not thrived, who've had mental health conditions, who didn't get support. And I've seen artists that I knew as a boy who were friends with my father. I've seen them end up in mental institutions. And for me, as with anything, with physical or mental health, the sooner you can get some support, and that could be just picking up a phone to whoever. Cornwall Mind is one of those providers that can provide that. Even if it's just a signpost out to another service, It's literally a lifesaver. And the sooner it happens, the less damage happens, the quicker the recovery. And so having watched that personally, it's something I really wanted to support and was in a position to support. If I can give, I will. And if I can't, I don't. But if I can, I will.
3: Looking towards the Art Auction, there have been some fantastic donations already. Which artists have been contributing to the Art Auction?
5: so many i mean i've realized that i'm now 52 and i realize i know a lot of really kind of like the a-list artists in cornwall and i like what cornwall wine does they creatively kind of solve the mental health crisis through art groups and music groups or allotment groups reading groups walking it's all quite creative in the way it goes forward. it seems to fit really well with artists so i reached out to artists i know well people like anthony frost who's the son of terry frost he's a very very well-known abstract painter in st ives and i reached out and said hey anthony can you get involved with this yes tim shaw from who's a royal academician there are only 80 royal academicians in the world at any one stage the sculptor again with immediate reply yes i will support this lovely ceramicist paul jackson who i've known for many many years and again immediately yes i will support this i mean the the list is endless and we could list them all but we'll end up with like 50 names here and of course myself and my wife joanne short being really well known artists we're putting our work behind it and my father ted dyer he's putting two pieces of work in to support this because it really hurts when you watch somebody going through a mental health crisis of which there are so many facets to that and it hurts the entire family if you can't get some immediate support. It doesn't have to be immediately going to an allotment group but Cornwall Mind plays a vital role in this.
3: So we've got the names there of the artists but also Lucy there's some well-known figures from the world of music television and comedy that also have a passion for art so who else is involved?
4: Well we thought we would reach out to a wider audience. We knew we would be really fortunate to be so well supported by our artist community especially in Cornwall given that you know we have so many wonderful artists down here but we wondered whether or not we could reach out to those with a connection to Cornwall just to see whether or not it might be something that kind of would interest them and engage them and we've got musicians and surfers and authors and broadcasters and those that have either got a very strong connection to Cornwall through time spent in the county on their holidays or filming or broadcasting or actually because there's a connection to the cause to mental health people realise that the lockdown has had a massive toll on so many people and so many families and so many loved ones that we all know who are going through these struggles and some of our high profile supporters they clearly are artistically gifted they've either expressed joy in actually picking up pen and paintbrush again and actually creating something but also a shout out to those non-artists who have really stepped out of their comfort zone to give us a piece of artwork you know who have held their hands up and said i'm not an artist to come up with something creative has been a challenge and i'm really grateful to those especially because actually it's their name and their endorsement that will raise awareness and raise funds for us and i think that's just been extra special for me because it's not something that they found naturally easy to do and yet they've been willing to support it and like john has just said we could we sit here all day and list the names and celebrities you know we've got Musicians, Kim Wilde, Toya Wilcox, Molly Hawking. We've had support from the surfing community, you know, Alan Stokes, Billy Stokes, Tom Butler, which is just great. It's a really different demographic. And we've had actor Bill Ward donate several items, Gillian Burke. Hannah stipful we've recently heard that Nadia Sawala's happy to donate as well. We've got some great adventurers and explorers, Pete Goss, Robbie and Hanbury Tennyson, just all gifting us some really personal artwork. You know, the broadcasters that we've had that have come forward. It's so hard to just name a few because we've just been blown away. You know, we've got a couple of pole dark actors, Lily Dodsworth evans Kerry McLean, BBC Radio Cornwall have come up Trump. We've got Daphne Skinner, Julie Skentleberry, and Lawrence Reed. Bless him! You know he's done. He's coming home. Trees. Catherine Parkinson was very much the inspiration for this event. She's a very well known actress and spent time in Cornwall with family and also filming Doc Martin and got great comedians Edward Rowe, Colonel King. Bless him. Joe Lycett, of course, he's been a great advocate and support for us. Jack Stein, our famous chef, he's come on board as well. Viv Hendra from Lemon Street Galleries has been a great support to us. I've had a volunteer, Millie, that's just given hours of work to reach out to people as well. I think we nailed it, Lucy.
5: I think we um, came up with a great title and approached great artists and great celebrities. And we said, so what comes to mind when you think of Cornwall? With Kim Wilde, who's a good friend of mine, she just leapt at this. That's great. she has been painting, doing a lockdown for her own well-being. She's a very creative person. Like all of the people are. So she's painted a lovely picture of her son surfing at the beach in in Cornwall, lovely canvas, very competent piece of work. And it's been remarkable. Somebody like Toya Wilcox, who is just so super busy and has managed to get busier during the lockdown, she's found the time to do two beautiful watercolour paintings of the camel estuary at Padstow. It's wonderful to see because I think people are more probably more aware of mental health issues for many, many reasons and mental health has deteriorated for so many people and therefore their families in such a big way during the lockdown. And it leaves Cornwall Mind needing a serious cash injection. It's just that you've got a much bigger user base who are going to be needing your support. And I just really hope the general public, when they look at this auction, just sort of go, yes, I'm going to put a bid on. Whether they put £5 on, £5,000 on, £50,000 on, it's all going to add up. And they are going to end up with what I believe are unique pieces of art that you cannot and haven't been able to get before. When could you buy before a painting by comedian Joe Lycett? Where could you get a limited edition photographic print of textures of Cornwall by Philip Mould, the BBC presenter and art expert. You can't, these are things money cannot buy. And I hope that it does a huge amount of good for Mine. I'm really, really going for it. Personally, I am going to be bidding myself on some of this art because I don't have all of these artists in my kind of portfolio of art. And I'm really happy to put some bids in because some of the art is super exciting and unique and it would make a lovely collection in my own. So I'm a bidder.
3: So oh, it sounds really exciting. Let's find out then when does the event take place and how can the public take part and bid on the items?
4: We're going to go live on Friday the 16th of April. The platform is cornwallmind.auction. It's going to be live for nine days. It will finish on Sunday evening on Sunday the 25th. There's plenty of time to have a look at all the lots that we've got available and to make your beard. And, you know, like John said, every single penny raised Or stay in Cornwall to support local people who are struggling with their mental health. We've had an unprecedented demand for our services in the last year, and we sorely need this funding to be able to secure the future of so many of our wellbeing and recovery groups now and in the future, because we aren't core-funded for any of those, and so many people rely on them to keep them well and engaged. And we have to keep doing this, and like you say, the need is only going to grow, a lot of our supporters have really been open and honest about why they've felt compelled to donate and it's really powerful and that's been such an added bonus for us they've gifted us artwork but they've also championed our cause and they've been really passionate to raise awareness. So
3: John, we're just talking there about the people that have been contributing to the art auction. And for some of these, they haven't painted or done any kind of artwork for so much time, but especially in lockdown, they may have found it as a new pastime or something that has helped them get through these past few months. So what would you say is the link really for good mental health and art?
5: That's a very interesting question and there's a very, very strong link. And creativity in general, whether it's knitting or gardening or painting, I think is fundamental to keeping oneself well. As soon as you're focusing on doing a painting of St. Michael's Mount, as Alan Titchmarsh did, beautiful paintings of St. Mount's Bay with some formiums, very spiky sort of leaves in the foreground, very sort of gardeny, lovely colour range. Well, his mind is totally occupied on solving all of the problems and putting down his creativity and his vision. And the whole time he's engaged doing that, he's not on social media. His phone isn't ringing. He's not having to put a script together for Classic FM. He's not having to put the next ITV program together. He's at a place of peace. And that is hugely beneficial. And we live in such a noisy world, not in terms of acoustic noise, but in terms of input of information. And creativity in art is naturally a slow process. Even if that time is an hour, which isn't that slow. But that hour is absolutely golden. It's an absolute tonic to your mental health. I see it with my daughter. Both of my daughters are musicians. When they're playing their music and engaged, the rest of the world just falls away. All the worries fall away. All the deadlines fall away. All the pressures of growing up fall away. They're just immersed in their music, in their creativity. And art in the broadest sense is a hugely beneficial thing. And I would put that, especially now in schools, I would put that as the central core to learning so that as they're painting, drawing, making music, then they build out from that. Because I do think we are drowning in information. We're drowning in stress from the pandemic. And art is one of those subjects that can seriously help, really help. I would recommend everybody just goes and get a small sketchbook and a soft pencil and a watercolor box and put the smartphone down. Even if just once a day, just do it. So, just
3: remind us again of the website if people want to go and have a look at the art and also if they want to donate.
4: So, the auction platform will be CornwallMind.auction. At the moment, we're uploading all of the artwork onto our Instagram page, which is CornwallMind Art Auction. That's where you're going to see pretty much all of the artwork that's where you're going to be able to see it now obviously you can still look on our website CornwallMind.org and on our Facebook page the John Dye Gallery also has a feature on that website as well so we're trying to kind of reach as many people as possible with news of this amazing event because like John said it's unique original artwork that money can't buy and when you give your donation to Cornwall Mind you're going to get an incredible piece of artwork as a result and actually you're going to make somebody's life that much better and that much easier as a result because they're going to get the support that they need and those funds are staying in Cornwall to support local people who are struggling so it really means an awful lot to us so thank you
3: and yeah uh, go to the website now have a look at the Cornwall Mind Art auction and we wish you both so much luck with raising a lot of money for Cornwall Mind but for now Lucy and John thank you for joining us
4: thank you thank
3: you
0: a space to speak your mind
1: thank you to Lucy and John Scott, how do you find art and creativity affects your mental health? Because I know that you're a songwriter. And do you find that a creative outlet? Or have you ever painted?
2: Yes, I do write music as a hobby, Jane, but I don't paint. I had relatives who paint and sell their artwork, but I can't even write in a straight line, unfortunately, so I stay away from it. But yeah, certainly being creative helps mental health a lot, being able to put your thoughts onto paper. How about you, Jane?
1: Well, I can't really say I'm terribly creative. Probably about the most creative I've ever been is when I take photographs. And because we've been locked down for so long, I've not taken many of those recently. But I was just thinking about your songwriting. You say you don't like actually physically writing. Do you just write words or, you know, how do you do it
2: well it's a process which it can be quite random i can dream about lyrics i can literally just think about the subject i'm writing about for hours on end and just scrutinize over certain words so it's a very random process and uh, that's the most enjoyable thing about it when you think of something great to write it's uh, when you have that epiphany if you like of nonsense to write down it's a great moment
1: yeah it sounds like it's a great moment at the end when you look back on it and you see that what you've done is a great job i suppose
2: The Cornwall Minds Art Auction has pieces from all manner of artists. One is local Cornish artist Christopher Tate. Jess has been catching up with him.
0: A Space to Speak Your Mind
6: Christopher. Hello. Thank you for being on A Space to Speak Your Mind with us. Thank you. What made you take interest in taking part in... The Cornwall Mine Art Auction.
7: Well, I heard about it from Lucy. Uh, she messaged me on Instagram, and then was the like mine, the charity, and I've used it a little bit. And it's a good cause, and there's a lot of famous people and not famous people, like me, and artists like Gary Long, who was a teacher of mine, who did life drawing, Colonel King, and lots of other people. And so I got the pack from Lucy, and it had three pieces of paper, and I got a nice paper, and I chose one of them, and decided to do a drawing of Truro Cathedral. I did it with inks first, with dip pen and other acrylic.
6: What helps your mental health by doing
7: artwork? Well, I've been doing it for quite a while, but some people find it like colouring in and stuff. They've found out, haven't they? Um, And drawing in a sketchbook and just bringing ideas and you've got your own little world sometimes.
6: I really like doing artwork because um, sometimes I find what my emotions come out in my artwork and it's a way of expressing myself in ways I find difficult to do otherwise. How do you feel about that?
7: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I find it hard to sometimes express myself by speaking or I couldn't write down how I would draw and yeah it's like another way of communicating that I couldn't do and some people find that different things yeah definitely find that through colour How
6: have you found lockdown? What kind of things have you done kind of Uh, helped you which you think have brought out your creativity in other ways throughout lockdown?
7: done a bit of gardening with the first lockdown because the weather was nice and tried to grow some plants that grow some vegetables rather which i haven't ever really done before and how did you
6: find that process was it a yeah, so, success
7: well some of it more than others that what I,
6: kind of things did you find were working
7: well the tomatoes i did okay with but i needed help to learn how to do them. Um, Radishes were easy to grow, sweet peas somebody growed them from the start but that was enjoyable to do and the beans.
6: Different kinds of gardening is creative as well isn't it because like you're helping to nurture and that's really good for our well being as well one of the things I really like is banana bread and I know that really took off during lockdown have you been somebody who's taken up baking at all?
7: Yeah. I've been doing baking like the other lockdowns, mainly being started doing bread baking, looking at Paul Hollywood mainly, and then trying to do different things from that. Some cakes as well, but mainly bread. Do
6: you find when you do all your different kinds of baking and things, you use your artistic skills in the same way what you do when you're doing your painting?
7: Well, there's different processes, but yeah, I think there are similarities, but I haven't got used to them yet. and now I can't. <laughs>
6: Well, it's all a learning curve, isn't it? Definitely. Have you taken on any new styles of creativity with your art, like
7: your own little business? Well, I'm trying to do parlorish a bit with my own work now. Cutting it out and trying to have it so it's not over glass and have it on a wooden canvas instead.
6: Do you find that process therapeutic by doing the cutting and sticking work?
7: Yeah. I think you do with artists like everything, you need to not get too used, otherwise, then it doesn't become a therapy.
6: Okay, thank you very much, Chris, for your time.
7: Thank you very much.
6: A
0: space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health. Great to listen to Christopher Tate
2: there talking about his artwork. Art's an amazing outlet for people, and it's great to hear how mental health has helped him with his artwork, and that's something that's really inspired him to move forward.
1: Well, yeah, like you, I mean, it's good to hear that art is helping people, and we know it helps people.
2: And of course, Jane Christopher's artwork is going to be involved in the Cornwall Mind Art Auction, and it's going to be raising money for mental health.
1: So I'm sure that will probably be a great boost for him too.
0: A space to speak your mind.
1: We're talking this month about the Cornwall Mind Art Auction and two of the names who have donated their artwork are comedian Joe Lycett and actress and star of Doc Martin and the IT crowd Catherine Parkinson. Richard has been finding out why they wanted to be involved in the art auction, what mental health means to them, and to find out about the pieces they've donated to the auction.
0: A space to speak your mind.
3: So Catherine Parkinson and Joe Lysett, thank you for joining us here today. How are you both?
8: Very good, thank you. I'm great, thank you.
3: Especially Catherine, thank you so much for being the person who really inspired the idea behind the art auction and also the first to contribute as well. Firstly, Catherine, you've got so many connections to Cornwall. Is it an important place to you?
8: It's absolutely. I mean, it's probably my favourite place. I have, well, all of my family. I mean... If I did an episode of Who Do You Think You Are, it would be, I think, probably quite dull because I think they're all from the same sort of stretch of road in Cornwall on my mum's side. My dad's from Belfast, but my mum's family are all from Cornwall. And then my my eldest brother married a Cornish lady and I have three Cornish nephews. And then I did the job, Doc Martin, which took me down to Cornwall. And um, I spent a lot of time there when I was doing that. And so I've basically my husband and I want to end up there ASAP
3: yeah that would be so good have you got any sort of favourite towns favourite places obviously where you were filming with Doc Martin but uh, anywhere in particular that inspires you
8: Well, I really like Damer Bay, particularly because I was there when nobody else was there and briefly felt that I uh, was touched by God. I remember one on a a run I did there, but that quickly passed. But you can feel quite spiritual, I think, when you're in that beautiful landscape on your own. And then I'm very fond of Truro as well, where my sister-in-law's from.
3: And uh, is painting something you've always done? Because obviously we've got your pictures for the art auction.
8: Well, my mum reminded me I've always done caricatures of people, but I've never been the sort of artist in the family because my mum paints brilliantly, and my grandfather, her father was was actually a painter. That's what he did. He painted for encyclopedias, very similitudinous pictures of like birds and things. And I haven't got that ability at all. so I'm a bit a little bit more stylized, but since the first lockdown, I just had this kind of sort of art breakdown where i just couldn't stop doing paintings and i kept bombarding poor joe with photos i have to say he was the most encouraging person about my art
9: thank you joe it's so good no, I, love I, art. I love your sculptures mostly,
8: mostly i <laughs> sent these pictures of kind of clay masks to friends and they just didn't they went unreplied just people <laughs> just ignored my text but joe was always very positive so i started with some clay masks and then I've moved on to acrylics.
3: And I believe, Joe, you were kind out of the inspiration for Catherine painting during lockdown. I mean, do you find it beneficial for yourself? You, you've been painting quite a long
9: time. I mean, it's nice to hear that I was um, encouraging. I literally think sent about four texts going, great, like, love that. I, th- I don't and think I was...
8: stop sending photos of these clothes, Javon? That's more TV. than I got from anyone else. I mean, you well, know. Well, that's
9: um... very disappointing. You need to get new yeah, yeah. friends, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just love it when people surprise you with artistic skill, I suppose, or just even the desire to do it, because it's often catches you off guard. My most recent ones, Alice Levine, the um, very funny woman, and also she's presented radio. We know who Alice Levine is. I don't need to go through her CV, but she texted me and was like, we were talking about something and she was like, I can't stop drawing these flowers that I've got in the house. And she sent me these drawings, they're amazing, like really beautiful. And I struggle to draw flowers because I'm quite good with block colors, but I'm not good with shading and whatever, and flowers require a lot of shading. And she just sent me these incredible drawings that she'd done and watercolours and whatever. And I love it. I just think it's really, um, it just shows you another side to a person. So I'm all about encouraging everyone to have a go at painting and making things. Cause it's, uh, it's good for the soul.
8: And did you do loads in lockdown when lockdown started, Joe, like I did? No, uh,
9: the first lockdown, I realised, obviously subconsciously, I decided to work out what it's like to drink a bottle of white wine a day and had a really good time doing that, smashed through some white wine, but I uh, got to a point where I thought, this is getting out of hand now, <laughs> and so, uh, so curbed that slightly. <laughs> But um, the creative thing I was doing was gardening. I was doing loads of stuff in the garden because it was about this time last year, wasn't it? So it was sort of everything was starting to get going. So that was my sort of creative outlet. And then (laughs) painting I started. I mean, I was doing little bits, but not loads. But I started doing a bit more recently and painting stuff in the garden. So it's sort of all... Merged.
3: i was going to say because obviously we've, we've seen some of your gardening online you've got your lemons and uh your composting that you've been doing it's it's amazing do you find these kinds of things you know the art and the gardening are these good ways you know especially during lockdown but just to relax and just get yourself into a good frame of mind
9: massively i think gardening well any creativity any making things is so good for your mental health and gardening particularly because it's paired with the being outdoors, being around greenery, which they've done studies into, which show a marked improvement of people's mental health. So it was a real solace for me, a real... Yeah, I I was working too much, basically, before the lockdown. I was working too much, getting a little bit sad. Not sad, particularly, but just sort of a bit overwhelmed and a bit anxious. And gardening and painting sort of helped so much with that, so...
3: I think these things do help you be to find something that you just enjoy and then can take you into that mindful space. But Joe, I'm also interested in sort of your family history with painting because you, I've seen on Instagram your mum's a painter as well.
9: Well, yeah, she's an amazing painter, although I like to, whenever I post about her, say how awful her art is just to really annoy her. But she's an extraordinary watercolour painter and watercolour really hard because you have to...
8: It is really hard. I, yeah. I, have I've you tried, tried
9: have you obviously tried it. I tried
8: it? it and I tried oils as well and didn't get on with either. But my mum too is a watercolorist, and uh, I thought it would be sort of easy <laughs> because yeah. you, know, you sort of do a bit of watercolour when you're a child, don't you? And uh, I, I have found it impossible. Yeah, I think you yeah. have to be...
9: Well, you have to be sure. basically really patient and accept that the first thousand paintings that you do are going to be totally awful and sort of build up from there it's a bit like doing stand-up because first thousand gigs doing stand-up you have no idea what you're doing and then gradually build up but the thing with watercolor is you can't really go back on what you've done Mm. with, with acrylic you can wait for it to dry or you can mix the paint on the canvas with watercolor it's just there it's like done it's soaked into the paper so you kind of like well that's it that's that's the painting I've done and it's diabolical. Mm. So I'm in total awe of her skill with it because she does these extraordinary portraits, but with the hardest medium. I don't know how she does it. But the, the original Joseph Lysit, who I'm not sure if I was related to or not, was an Australian painter who became, uh, he did a lot of landscapes. But he became quite notorious because he forged banknotes. And that was his little side <laughs> hustle. So, um, I mean, that could be a future for me, I suppose. Well, you never know.
3: Now, for the Cornwall Mind Art Auction, we were looking for something that either reminded you of Cornwall or gave you thoughts of the place. And we've got both of your pictures that we're going to put on our Facebook page so people can have a look at them. And first, the picture that Joe did for us. Now, this is the lead actor of Doc Martin that Catherine also
9: starred in. It's Martin Clunes. I don't think it looks like Martin Clunes, that (laughs) painting.
3: Joe, do you want to just talk
9: us through this? I don't know, actually. I Googled a picture of him and and that's what I ended up with. (laughs)
8: I am going to make this more serious and tell you that a genuine concern I have about my painting that I've donated.
3: We've got two pictures, haven't we, Catherine? So uh, I think she'd be flattered
9: by those, I think she.
8: Well, the thing is, the proper job, which is obviously an expression, a Cornish expression. I didn't think, as I wrote it, that people might think I was criticising the royal family and suggesting they should get proper jobs. We should just explain.
3: This is uh, pictures of Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, that you've done for us.
8: Yes. My um, picture of Camilla, who I I always think seems really lovely from afar and what I try to do, I don't know if it comes across in the painting, is make her hair like waves and a sort of sunset behind her and then there's like land at her sort of shoulders. It's the Cornish landscape.
3: How long did it take you and how did you, you sort of start? Was it from a photo?
8: No I can't remember. I mean, i was I've been obviously homeschooling like everyone else, and I just sort of flicked my children off me and then kind of just sort of down some wine and found whatever I quite often paint with children's paints. <laughs> I think I use some uh, pastels, acrylic pastels on one of them but no, it's always done in a very haphazard way. I think what I love about Joe's paintings is that how funny they are. Like, And the, I, I like art with a sense of humour and um, I love um, Grace and Perry and, you know, just paintings that kind of have that sort of energy too which is why I love the- a bit of
3: character to them
8: yeah so I sort of started off thinking I'll do a lovely kind of sea view from kind of Falmouth or Harbour or something but I just that's basically beyond my skills if I'm being honest
3: oh I think they're fantastic <laughs> Joe what did you think when you saw them there
9: I love them I love the colours in them I agree about um I like art that's funny and I love people like David Shrigley for that reason because he's very funny but I think what what I love about funny is that it's about truth essentially and it's about kind of you generally laugh at something because it resonates because it means something it connects with something that you believe or whatever inside you and I think that can be applied to a lot of art in the sense of the caricature which isn't an exact You know, you're not trying to recreate a painting, but you're trying to get to the truth of somebody. And that's what I love about Catherine's stuff is that you can totally see Camilla there. And it kind of brings out a color of Camilla that I see her as quite a sort of, no offense Camilla if you're listening, but a bit gray. And all of that life and colour that there must be in there, because, you know, as we have discovered recently, the sort of forward-facing royals have to be a bit kind of grey and a bit kind of dull. But behind the scenes, there's a lot more going on. And I think that's sort of what Catherine's paintings of Camilla have done, has sort of shown the kind of wilder side of which we all know it's there.
3: Well, obviously, we're hoping to raise a lot of money for mental health here in Cornwall for our art auction. This year has affected so many people in so many ways. So is mental health something that you're both keen to be recognised?
9: Yeah, well, yeah, it's as I mentioned before, like my mental health definitely took a slight wobble about 18 months ago. And it surprised me really because my mental health had been quite robust up until that point. I'd sort of managed to avoid being um, caught by it. And then just suddenly I started to get these sort of physical symptoms. The most annoying one was I was getting this like nausea and I couldn't really eat meals without feeling like I was going to be sick. I love eating and it's so annoying. I thought it was like a physical, you know. I thought, because I, I like to catastrophize these things. So I was like, I'm dying. It's over for me. And then went and saw a therapist, and she was like, No, you're just a bit overworked and overtired and overstressed and all those things. And um I've had some really good therapy and feel a lot better. But I have access to that because I'm on the telly and I've got money. And there's lots of people who don't have that. And that is a real issue and a real problem because it's wildly underfunded. and. And it's something that most of us will suffer with. So we should, I mean, I'm not saying any. you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel by saying that. But I think the more we say it, the better. You know, I think it's important that we remember that access to mental health stuff is really not acceptable.
3: Yeah, because we always say mental health, it's the same as physical health, we all have mental health of some kind. And for many people, you know, we have good mental health and it doesn't really affect us. But sometimes in that sort of scale, it can go down and, and we can have poor mental health over time. Yeah. Uh, And I think especially in the last year, a lot of people who haven't had experiences before have suddenly, like you say, suddenly felt anxious or suddenly felt just uncomfortable or, you know, the whole change into our lives has really made a difference. So we are experiencing things that we may not have experienced before. And knowing there is help out there and we are really all of us are experiencing something in some form or another, aren't we?
9: Yeah. Well, we're not built for the life that we have. You know, we're not built for Twitter and Zoom calls and texts and news about what's happening in Japan and our minds can't cope with that and never have had to deal with that volume of information before and that sort of sense of kind of looming threat from a million different places. And so of course there's going to be anxiety and whatever. And the thing I'd say to anyone who's listening, who's suffering with anxiety at the minute, as I did, it's something people told me that like, really hold on to the fact that it does pass. Like it can't stick around forever because you can't be in that heightened state. If you're having a panic attack, it's not comfortable, but you can't be in that state for very long. And just sort of try and see whatever help you can get. But um, it's not for life. I definitely had periods where I was like, oh God, I've gone, I had this thing where I was in bed and I, was, I think I was having like a mild panic attack. And I thought my arms had got huge and I thought I had massive giant arms. And I thought, oh, is this my life now? I've got giant arms, have I? Is this... I'm going to wander around down the street with giant arms. Look at my lovely normal arms. <laughs> I win. Take that anxiety.
3: <laughs> it does. It affects us in so many ways, and also if it's not ourselves that are, are being affected. It's people around us, our friends and family. And really, it's having this conversation and just being open. Because I think once you actually speak about it and say, you know, you're feeling a certain way, other people sort of say, "Oh, actually, you know what? I've I've been feeling that, and I've been yeah, a bit afraid to yeah.
9: talk." Well, that's what's so good about charities like Mind is that it normalises us talking about this and makes it like chill. It doesn't have to be heavy it doesn't have to be like oh god everything has to stop it's just like oh i get these sort of irritating symptoms from time to time and then they pass and talking about that in that kind of way i think is good but so many people have texted over lockdown have had anxiety and weirdly they've had it at like the same time they're like people that don't know each other and live in different places but Obviously, something has happened on the news or something. And it's sort of the delayed reaction means that people have had anxiety at similar points. And we are all quite similar, actually. And you're not, if you're suffering with it, you're definitely not on your own. And there's definitely nothing wrong with you. It's just just an irritating part of life.
3: And Catherine, would you echo those sentiments as well?
8: Just what a lovely boy Joe is. He speaks so well. And I just think that was beautifully put. I am from a family who there have been a lot of instances of mental health, uh, specifically with women in my family. I have not had specific mental health issues, but I think back to when I was doing exams and what would definitely be called anxiety now, even a sort of kind of breakdown of sorts around my A-levels. And it's interesting when we talk about art and the value of art and being creative, because the times that I have struggled with that sort of anxiety has been when I haven't had any creative outlet in my life. And I mean, I don't want to be sort of, you know, but I do think particularly if you're a creative person, I think you do need to respect that that is what you are and that that you need to have that in your life. You need to not always be doing the kind of boring administrative type work that a lot of academic work involves. I do feel for the younger generation now because I do avoid social networking because I just feel instinctively I would feel quite overwhelmed with it all. And I think talking is such a valuable cure for these things. And from, as I say, I have family members that haven't done that and then, you know, the worst kind of situation has ensued and I just think that now we are much better at having those conversations and I think art and mental health are absolutely synonymous.
3: Being able to do these kinds of things in lockdown is really helpful for people but we're hopefully getting to that point now where lockdown's coming to an end and things are getting back to normal again. So we're looking forward. Joe, you've got some exciting things happening. I know your series Joe it has got you back is coming back to our screen soon.
9: Yes, if you or anyone you know has been roughed up by a company or, and what's really exciting is, or if you know of companies that, or small local companies that need help because uh, of the pandemic and all of that, we want to know because we want to sort of help those companies, but also take on the bad guys again. So you can email got your back at rumpusmedia.co.uk, nice catchy email there to send in your issues.
3: And Catherine, we're hoping, of course, the the theatres will reopen soon. Getting the arts back is really vital for many people, those that work in it and those that experience it. So uh, hopefully that's coming up very soon.
9: Catherine's written a thing that my friend Mark Wyman is in, and that will be on the television soon, won't it?
3: Is this sitting, which you had up in Edinburgh and then been touring around in in theatres?
8: It's only relevant to mention, really, because it is about mental health. So it's a relevant piece.
3: And also yeah. with the art world as well, because some of the characters are artists.
8: Yes, I'm friends with an artist other than Joe. I'm friends with an artist called Roxana Halls, who actually, I think you'd love her work, Joe. She's a brilliant artist. And she's done the paintings. She's done um, paintings of the three actors, me and Mark, and a great actress called Alex Jarrett in this show. So um, maybe you want to buy that, Joe, the painting of me and have it just above your bed.
9: Yes, I think so. Oh, I, I'm look, just looking at Roxana Halls. These are great,
8: aren't they? Yeah, I have one of her paintings. She's a brilliant painter. and yeah, lovely. I
9: love
3: these. Well, listen, I think we're going to raise so much money with your paintings as well. There's so much interest in your particular paintings, both yours, Catherine, and yours, Joe. So uh, we're going to raise lots of money for mental health here in Cornwall, for Cornwall Mine. So thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you, Catherine Parkinson
0: and Jo Lysett for being with us today. My pleasure. A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health.
1: Yeah, it's great to know that all the art has some sort of relationship with Cornwall. And we're so lucky to live in such an incredibly beautiful place. And it's so inspiring that no wonder people can talk about their experiences in what they've seen in Cornwall and go on to paint them. Yeah, it's a wonderful place to live. And I think we ought to celebrate that fact. And it's great to think that the artwork is going to be shown across the county and it's going to have visibility to a wider audience than just those living in Cornwall. And everyone else can see what a wonderful place we live in.
2: Yes, and I can empathise with Catherine uh, regarding Damer Bay. I grew up in Padstow and when I played rugby, we used to go and run up the massive hill on Damer Bay and at times I felt like I needed the touch of God in order to recover from that training for those of you who know the area.
0: A space to speak your mind.
2: Space to Speak Your Mind will be back next month, and we'd love you to be part of the show. You can get involved or let us know your thoughts right now.
1: If you'd like to be a part of the show, get in contact with us. Email a space to speak your mind at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at a space to speak. Like our Facebook page, just search for a space to speak your mind.
0: A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind
1: for better mental health. That's all from us for now. Thanks for listening. We'll speak with you next time. For support and more information for better mental health, go to the Cornwall Mind website, cornwallmind.org or call the Mind Helpline during office hours on 0300 123 3393. And don't forget, you can call the Samaritans anytime for free on 116 123.
0: A space to speak your mind with Cornwall Mind for better mental health.